This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Go. <laughs> All right. Hey, now. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Were you recording already? I, uh, yeah. Somebody's in a hurry. Holy shit. What do you got going on today? <laughs> Very A lot of things. Very many things. <laughs> so typically, the way it works is Kat works in the podcast studio from time to time in the morning. And then once she's logged out of whatever bullshit she does, then I log in. Today, I didn't log in at the first opportune second. And now we're apparently behind. Because it took me too long to log in. Well, so. you had every opportunity to log in. I told you like 10 minutes ago, hey, I'm all logged out over there if you want to log in. And you're like, yeah, I'll do it after. Uh, so, I mean, I, who is this really on? Okay, well, first off, I was busy. <laughs> I, I was trying to figure I, out. Yeah, I don't know about that. I want to be the first person to know when Elon Musk's sale yeah, to Twitter gets you, approved. You were on your phone. And I was uh, watching a whole bunch of different things on social. So let's start there. And then we're going to talk about the weekend. <laughs> and then we're going to get to the stuff from uh, today that we have to cover. So it looks like today the sale of Twitter to Elon Musk is going to be approved by the shareholders of Twitter. This is going to make Twitter so much better. And I know there's a lot of people who have given up on Twitter or they've never even tried Twitter. It's my favorite. I like it because mm-hmm. it's very simple. You can do pictures, you can do videos, but it's mainly text and it's mainly short form. It's, it's not a big, long diatribe. And usually it links to an article if you want to read more. I like that. The problem is there's so many fucking bots on there. Not real people, just a, an algorithm that just looks for posts from, say, Doug Ford. And the response will be, yeah, but you uh, slash nurses pay. Mm -hmm. And you'll see all these negative comments that are bots. They're not real people and real thoughts and emotions. They're bots. Mm -hmm. And what that does is that sways public opinion in a very negative way. Now, I still happen to think that you should be a free thinker and think for yourself. But as we learned during so many examples in the past, apparently from the Russian meddling in U.S. elections, It's against the law to try and sway people's opinion. So here we are. If that's what's happening, then they got to do something about it. So Elon has said in the past, he said he wants to change the verification process. Is that what you heard? Yeah, he he had mentioned something about how he wanted to change it. Now, the main thing and the the thing that got people talking was, oh, let's get an edit button on here. You guys want an edit button? That kind of thing. I think that was more like a warm up to him doing it. It's like, okay, he wants to make some changes that are actually like that could impact me as a regular Twitter user. Not even... You know, let's impact those who are verified. But later on, he said, yeah, he wants to even change that process. From what I can gather, he, I believe that he doesn't believe some people should be verified that are, or perhaps he believes that more people should be verified so we know where it's coming from. I don't know, but I have a feeling that that will be rejigged if this goes through, which it seems likely. And the edit button, okay, fine. That's, that's all well and good. I think we can all agree that's great. As long as there's something on there and he has alluded to if this happens, there will be something to let people know it was edited. So you're not retweeting something that says, you know, I punch grandmas in the face and you're retweeting it. But really the old tweet said, I love the planet Earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that you don't get screwed over. On the note of the bots, what I will say as well is 
uh, I hope that that will also encourage less trolling. And in one way or another, I know he's not a fan of trolls. He he with 80 million plus followers gets a fair amount of them. So I think that there may be something to do with identification in general when it comes to the verification. By that, I mean, bots are bad. We know that. Like you said, it's amazing. And all tiers, by the way, it doesn't even have to be like Ontario's premier. It could be Kitchener's mayor, for example. Like I know because we chat with Barry when he tweets something, there's automatically people replying and saying negative things. They're bots, mainly bots. But when it comes to trolls, this is another area where we need to look at because there are all these people that do have actual thoughts and feelings and are putting them out there anonymously. Mm-hmm. And I just never thought that was fair. No. Use your name. Use your identification. Tell me that you are, you know, Scott Fox, and, and this is my opinion, and I'm verified to be Scott Fox. So maybe there's something he could that could be done there because I know he's not a fan of that either. There's a couple other things, by the way, that he's mentioned that he wants to, to change. And if this does go through, he's pretty clear. And if you fo- don't follow him on Twitter, but you have Twitter and you're interested, follow him because he will tell people and respond to a lot of people as well on their thoughts. Yeah, I agreed wholeheartedly. When it comes to the verification process, the Internet, particularly social media, is running like the Wild West. You can basically completely ruin someone's reputation with impunity because you don't have to verify who you are. I can create an account that says I'm Joe Blow from wherever and say whatever lie I want or whatever drive-by smear I want, and I don't have to be accountable for that. Yeah, yeah. No, you should be accountable for that. I'd like to know that when I engage in a conversation with someone on Twitter that I'm talking to an actual person, not a bot. So just to show you how bad it is, I'll give you two examples and then we'll move on. To the thing that Elon doesn't want you to hear about today. There was another Tesla car wreck this weekend. Mm. So way back at the height of the pandemic, I remember this because I was online at the time. Christine Elliott had just sent out a tweet. It came up. The tweet, according to the timestamp, had been up for four seconds. Four seconds a tweet was up and there was already 12 comments. Regular people didn't type out all that that quickly. Those are bots, and they're there to sway the public's opinion. They're used in politics all the time to make you think that, I don't know, the Stephen Del Duca is more popular than he is. No, it's just misleading people. The other example is they examined some tweets about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation. And when they looked at the different tweets that came in reply to stories about it, a lot of them. The majority of them were bots that were commenting, mm-hmm. and majority of those sided with Amber Heard. So that makes you think, reading this, oh, fuck, uh, I like Johnny Depp, but it seems like people are really favoring Amber here. So Johnny Depp must have done something wrong if this many people can see it. No, it doesn't. And there were bots that were commenting. And now that the trial is getting further and further in, they keep catching Amber under more and more suspicion. And it really does look like Johnny Depp may have been on the right side of this all along. Do you see that correlation, though, that you just mentioned? Elon Musk, Twitter, Elon Musk dated Amber Heard. He's actually supposed to be part of the trial. Oh, that's right. He's on her side from what we can tell, but not necessarily just because he is a witness for her doesn't necessarily mean he won't have some negative things to say. But Johnny Depp had accused them of, if I'm not mistaken, him and James Franco, but had accused her of having a relationship with at least Elon ahead of time. But we do know that they did date, she'll say, after her relationship, her marriage with Johnny was was done. So it's interesting that you just made that kind of connection without realizing it. And you wonder... 
Not that Elon had anything to do with it. I'm not trying to imply that, but I'm sure he sees it is what I mean. I'm thinking he does. And that was probably where he was interested to look at bots and how they influence public opinion. And it's not good, particularly when we have an election coming up here soon. And we certainly don't want an unfair influence because people do tend to follow the crowd. Uh, Tesla (laughs) making headlines again for all the wrong reasons. They were testing a Tesla driverless again. It crashed into a $3 million private jet. That is not a good headline. No. <laughs> uh, it was an event that was hosted I, 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 by aircraft manufacturer Cirrus at the Feltz Field in Spokane, Washington. A spokesperson for Cirrus confirmed that the plane was a Cirrus Vision jet priced between three and three and a half million dollars U.S. The person who captured the footage said the Tesla owner was using the smart summon feature, which enables the vehicle to leave its parking space and then drive right to the owner. According to Tesla's website, the smart summon feature is designed to allow you to move Model Y to your location using your phone's GPS as a target or to a location of your choice, maneuvering around and stopping for objects as necessary. The problem is planes are very high off the ground. And it ran right into a three and a half million dollar plane. Well, Ooh, that's a problem. That's not right. <laughs> but in all fairness, though, I don't think many Teslas are driving on runways and I don't think many planes are on roads. So I don't know that this is a clear and present danger to the public, but it did happen. So they've got a little more tweaking to do. Well, it's just one of those added to the piles because we've heard a few things. I mean, it's not that said, there's a lot of testing that's being done right now. So if the percentage is actually lower than it seems great, but some people would argue Any incidents should be big, fat red flags when it comes to this. I'm still not into the whole self-driving thing. I'm not there. Like, not even close. Really? I love the idea of it. I just want it to be truly self-driving. I don't want to drive anymore. I've done that for many, many, many years. I've I've driven over a million kilometers in my driving career. And frankly, now I've had enough. I want to sit in the passenger seat and just work on my laptop when I get driven to work in the morning. I don't even want to sit in the driver's seat. If they can come up with that technology and it gets approved... I'm in. Sign me up for it. That to me is even better than the fact that it's electric. I'll take it. You could take a train or uh, I'm just kidding. You actually can't. No, can, we get up yeah. too early for that. We're earlier than the trains, believe it or not. Did you see the big story this morning that broke in the Globe and Mail? Uh, be more specific. I'm not sure. Prime Minister Trudeau. The RCMP found there were reasonable grounds to believe that a fraud, a criminal offense was committed The RCMP considered laying criminal charges against a sitting prime minister in Canada. This goes back to when Trudeau took that vacation on the private island of the Aga Khan. Trudeau has already been found. Was it an ethics breach and several other things? And oh, sorry about that. I'll repay it. But when it comes to the RCMP, they investigated and they feel an actual fraud took place. However, in this case, they decided not to do it because there's so much discretion in gifts for a prime minister in that the prime minister can be the one to decide if he does or does not accept a gift. Hmm. That's groundbreaking that a sitting prime minister was under criminal investigation by our national police force. So over, okay, just to clarify, over a vacation? This is way back when he got elected. He took a vacation on the private island of the Aga Khan. Okay. 
and and it was an ethics breach. It was a number of different things. We're just now learning, though, how close the RCMP mm. was to actually charging the guy. But it sounds like the RCMP got scared of public backlash at the time when he first got elected. He was wildly popular. Not so much anymore. I'm not sure why this story is coming out now. Maybe it's a freedom of information request. I couldn't honestly tell you, but I will say that that is huge to find out now that our national police force actually was about to lay criminal charges against a sitting prime minister over fraud. Next time go to Cancun like the rest of us. God. Yeah, fuck, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> Just go. Go, go. go to Dominican Just, or some shit. You, you get on Sunwing. It's nice and cheap and it's yeah, not nice. Yeah, but take Sunwing. <laughs> take Sunwing. You're going to go to like Porta Plata or uh, uh, Playa del Carmen or you're going to go to... Uh, wherever you're going to have a good time and it'll be like 1500 bucks ish. I think is what we're all used to. And it's all you can eat and all you can drink. You don't have to fuck around with private islands that belong to billionaires. What are you doing, Justin? What are you doing? Uh, so between Elon Musk and the prime minister today, that's a little bit of it. The other breaking news that is happening on this beautiful Monday morning. Actually, I don't even know where to start. There's so much going on. There is uh, this transit strike in Toronto is starting mm. to become a problem. Metrolinx now says go buses were not stopping at or departing from Union Station in Toronto yesterday due to the ongoing strike action by 95 workers from the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. They walked off the job last Wednesday. And frankly, I don't blame them. They haven't had a new contract since December 2019. Wow. And they're still working away. Was it COVID? Was COVID being blamed for that? Or was there, what was the reasoning for it? COVID's being blamed for every labor dispute. Uh, Ontario principals still don't have a contract and they haven't for years. In fact, by the time they actually ratify the current contract, it's time for a new contract. That's how long they've been going. And a lot of these things just got swept under the rug and good workers that they are, they just kept on working, even without a contract. Well, they finally said enough's enough. But that has an impact on Union Station and on Metrolinx. So now Metrolinx spokesperson Anne-Marie Akins, great lady, by the way, says that for the time being, numerous go bus routes are being rerouted to other stations. Hmm. I kind of expect that with the train. I don't have great expectation that that train is going to be on time or get me to where I'm going. You take it and you're really kind of rolling the dice. The bus is a different animal. In one case yesterday, someone who uh, or one of the buses that was bound for Union Station got rerouted to Port Credit Station. That's 25 That's kilometers not, away. Yeah, I mean, you could <laughs> what? Go, you, I hope you enjoyed your time at, in square one, at square one or something just down the road. Not too far. Anyway, I. I uh what do you do when that's, your bus doesn't take you to where you were going? I could imagine that is that is really frustrating for people who who do use that the transportation. I assume that they're going to work on this really quickly. Am I wrong here? Like, is there any indication that this could drag out for a long time? Just get a deal done. I get mean, frankly, if they worked all this time without a contract, you should probably give that a <laughs> lot of leeway and grace you know, and, and just get the deal done. And you're pissing a lot of people off that use your transit routinely. And if you're giving them that ounce of of uh, an excuse to not use your transportation routinely, you could find yourself at a loss because those people have figured out another way because you're not bringing them where they need to be. Too. Or, or sorry, that I know it's the drivers that have decided this is the way it's going to go until they get a contract. And I agree with you. It's about damn time you gave them one. Give them one. Because the people who are taking those routes that are supposed to be dropped off there, like I said, they're finding another way and that's only going to burn you more. Get a deal done. It's... Uh Convenient, clean, doesn't take up a lot of room. 
I don't know why so many women are opposed to having a urinal installed in their house, <laughs> but I. The, the question was, you know what? Let me ask you the question. What the shit? Did you just say clean and then urinal at the same time? Oh, you don't know. Are you for you, real? I know. You've never used I one. You, you people are gross. I'll you tell you, you've messy. never used one. <laughs> so here's the situation. You're sitting at home. Let's say it's a Saturday morning and you're having yourself a cup of coffee and it's nice and quiet and peaceful and boom, your husband comes in the door. Cat, look at this. I got us a urinal for the master bathroom. What do you think? What's your next move? Uh, is it, is it, do you have to return it? Is it exchange only? Like, how does this work? Cause you're not fucking bringing it into my house. Okay. That's what I figured. You don't have all the necessary plumbing to have a urinal. And I mean like internal plumbing to use a urinal. Uh, most oh, that, women yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. It, it would not benefit me. In fact, this would be, uh, even if, even if my husband who would never do something like that, but let's say he brought home a urinal and was like, I'll hook it up me. I'll do the work and I'll do the plumbing and I'll figure it out and I'll put it up. And n- no, still, still it's a no, because I'm going to have to look at it and they're gross looking. I mean, I have to, the toilets are gross enough to scrub. I'm going to have to clean that too. I'm not cleaning that. And it's taking up space. Not all of us have massive bathrooms where we can have a bidet and a toilet and a urinal and a standalone sink. Like, no, there's no room for that shit. You got a party basement. What about in the basement for when the guys come over and half the time they're drunk and miss the toilet anyway? Wouldn't it be great to have a urinal down there for them? I would rather them piss over the fence. (laughs) I would rather them piss through my wrought iron fence at the back than bring that thing into my house. No. For those who don't know, and I'm sure that there's nobody in this case, but a urinal is a stand-up toilet. And and a lot of public bathrooms will have a urinal in the men's room, and guys just walk up to it, they pull out their pecker, they pee, zip up, and they're done. It's good. Give it a little flush, and you're on your way. They're trying to figure out if people are interested in having urinals at home. They use less water than a toilet does, and they're uh, generally good for cleanup because the way they're designed, you just pee into it and all the water falls down. It's not like you're going to fall over when you're drunk and piss all over the wall or something. So with that in mind, this seems like a no-brainer to me. No, there's so much room for error. What do you mean? There's way more. I feel like there's still a ton of room for error if you get a urinal put in. But yeah, I mean, it's it's because this is for men and men only. That's basically what it is. So you're asking people to have two items that you take pisses and shit into. Well, you don't shit in the urinal. If you do, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Absolutely. But I'm saying even for guys... I actually saw that one. I'm sure you did. I'm sure it happens often. It was at Budweiser stage. Somebody shit in the urinal. That's, you know, I can't even. I and see, I even. It's it's. I don't. I don't want. I don't want a part of it. I don't want a part of it. And in a lot of households, you may find that okay. If you're the person that keep, that's clean, that's the cleaner that will clean it. Great. You're saying it's clean. I don't believe you. In fact, I believe you're a liar, sir. I still think it's nasty. You're so, totally able to take a piss in a toilet. It's very easy for you guys to just pee in the toilet. So just do it. You know what I mean? In a new poll, would you be willing to consider installing a urinal in your home? 82% said no. (laughs) Yeah. 10% didn't know and 8% said yeah. Yeah. Not surprisingly, there's a big divide though between women and men. 14% of men would want a urinal. Only 2% of women are into the idea. 73% of guys would pass, while a whopping 91% of women are a solid no. The idea is much more popular with those under the age of 50. It's the older folks, who probably sit down anyway, that do not like the idea of a urinal. 
you mentioned the cleaning aspect of it was inconvenient because I'm going to debunk a couple of rumors here. You don't need to clean the urinal. They, <laughs> they sell these really neat little, they call them cakes, and you just put it in the bottom of the urinal, and every time you pee, you just pee onto the cake. It gives you a great target, and boom. It's smelling you fresh. You still need to clean it. Nah. Just because it doesn't smell completely disgusting doesn't mean you don't have to clean it. Uh, okay, uh, debatable. No, no, nah, you should probably no, clean it. You should clean it. In, in any case, though, I mean, I think that this is great. It, I know that in my bathroom at home, we have everything is roomed off in my master bedroom. So I've got the master bedroom and then I've got a couple of walk in closets. Then you got to go through a door to get into the shower, a door to get into the toilet, a door to get into the tub. It's weird. But I have ample wall space. I could mount a urinal Try and just it. I could do that. Do they sell urinals at Home Depot. Your I mean, girlfriend I could, would have no problem with it whatsoever. She would share no concern with as 82 percent. I'm sorry of the population. Yeah, no. She oh, the overwhelming be, majority. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be, it'd be totally fine. 80 percent of us don't agree on anything, but we do agree apparently that we don't want a urinal in our bathroom. Is there a way to at least make it look nicer? Like, and by that I mean, okay. So well, you to, want some listen, flowers on well, it? Here's the thing: is like a toilet is a toilet. Okay, it doesn't look pretty, but like at least you can put like a little. You know, a cover over the lid. You ever go into like your, do you remember being like a kid? Did your grandma have one of those like, co- it was like a, what did they call it? Like a toilet seat cozy or some shit? Oh, the fluffy ones? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it usually matched the little piss mat underneath yes. it? Mine would have like this, it looked like a carpet. Like it looked like a carpet on top. And then you sat down and in the, at Christmas time, it was a Santa face that was like this. Oh, oh, oh and he was covering his eyes. Like, uh. don't, don't let me see you piss when you open the lid. Uh, that, but anyway, can we get something like that for a urinal to at least make it look pretty? Maybe we could put a, fra- a pretty frame around it. Go to HomeSense, buy a pretty frame. Then it's a maybe, you know? But I, I don't want a couple of things taking up space. All right, but I think you're missing out. I, I think you've. I uh, think I'm not. What if we trained you how to use it? And then all you got. Let me tell you about <laughs> the convenience. Back that ass up into it. Undo your pants. You're going to pull your pants down just to your knees. That's all you have to do. Then you're going to shimmy backwards there, bend over a little bit, and. Pow, you're done. Yeah, it's good in emergencies, I'm sure. Or maybe it's not. I, I wouldn't know. I've never attempted it. But I think in an emergency situation, I would probably do what I had to do. But I want my ass to touch that. No. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. In Westmin- or at Westminster College in Salt Lake City, they're offering a new course this semester. The course description claims hardcore porn... Hardcore pornography is as American as apple pie and more popular than Saturday night football. It says people who take this class watch pornographic films together and then discuss the sexualization of race, class and gender as an art form. 
Uh, some people are quite angry that Westminster College is offering a course in pornographic studies. But the college says they're not backing down. They say it's a valid topic. And there's even a whole academic journal called Porn Studies. At least 14 students, all over 18, have signed up to take the class. It's led by James Franco. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with that? I mean, it's a lie. You're lying to yourself if you think people aren't interested in pornography. That being the case, why wouldn't we teach it? It's okay. Two things that I thought of. Number one, it doesn't need to be a group activity. Who called for that? It doesn't need to be. Secondly, well, that's some of the porn. It's a group. Unless I've missed out on a lot of the art, more artistic, um, well lit and, you know, well shot videos. I don't believe there's a lot to actually dis- like to go through here. Like, I, really, you're going to what are you going to go cut by cut and examine it and dissect it? Usually it's just terrible acting, terrible backdrop. Not good cinematography. What are you sitting around discussing? Like, this is a shittier one than the last one. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. Help me out here. Um, Do you see any benefit here? For anybody. In any, for anybody, other than adding to your spank bank and probably getting an awkward boner or feeling turned on in front of a bunch of random people, perhaps. What is the benefit? Understanding why people are not only flocking to porn, but why it is such a big business that no, never gets discussed. I think in this class, we could also discuss why it's as addictive as it is. And then let's take it a step further. If you want to go for like your master's or your PhD in porn, let's talk about how <laughs> that screws up regular people's expectations in the bedroom. If you watch a lot of porn, you're going to ruin your actual sex life. I mean, if you get too into it, you're just going to have unrealistic expectations about how this works and what happens and things like that. You're setting yourself up for disappointment, I think, if you watch too much porn. You should just teach I had to really pull it back for a while there. You you should just teach the course. I should teach I mean, the course, does, actually. Because you know? it, does go de- it does go deeper. Forgive How the deep pun- does it go? Forgive the puns. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen when we talk about this. But it does go a lot deeper, doesn't it? I mean, all those angles you hit on. And I, know, I noticed you also mentioned, like, where race comes in, where sexualization, um, you know, women, especially how they get treated in some of them. Um, they, there's all kinds of different, uh, I guess, variables to, to pornography, depending on what you're watching. And it does go deeper than that in a lot of cases. But is that it? Is that the point? Like, I'm just trying to figure out what point. Like, when you finish that course, when you're finished, are you like, yeah. (laughs) I'll warn you before I'm done. I'm a better (laughs) (laughs) person. I'm a better person because I've completed this course. Where's that assignment? It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) What would the group assignments be? That'd be great. See, that's what I mean. It kind of, it's awkward. The whole thing's kind of awkward, isn't it? I love it? it. I'd take that course. I'd take it right fucking now. <laughs> what do you, and do you like pause and you, hey, let's pause this one. How do you feel about this angle? Like, I don't understand. Like the lighting is bad. You can see it's like. It's all shit though. It, it's all garbage. All of it is. Cat, that's the thing. But what, what are we but, learning here? But back in the day, you used to see all the DVDs and stuff like that. It was great. There the was, DVDs. All those companies were making so much money making porn, pornography. And there were some real famous celebrities that you would never see on Jimmy Fallon or on Jimmy Kimmel. But they were bonafide celebra- bonafide celebrities. <laughs> That uh, that were in porn. Well, that whole industry industry has completely been revamped in that 
Now they've got Pornhub and places like that. And you, whereas you used to have to go out and get professional lighting and a whole crew and you needed a great camera. People are filming porn on their fucking iPhone and it's just as popular as those Hollywood looking productions that they used to do back in the day. So it's a fairly low cost thing. And and the fact that anybody can do it and create an account and upload and don't even get me started on OnlyFans and the amount of stuff going on on there. Right. I think that this is something that's happening all around us and we all know it, but nobody wants to acknowledge it. Let's get some real scholars in the porn (laughs) industry and let's see what's really going on and what's fueling this. I'll step up and volunteer. Okay. How much porn do you want me to watch? You, yep. heard, you heard that? You heard it? What, do they break it down into different class elements? Like, is there like a whole subsection on on big, beautiful women and then another section on the uh, uh, people that have got foot fetishes and, and stuff Asian, like that? Yeah, like they could a, have a whole Asian school week. Girl, school you know, girl. School yeah. yeah, girl. Professor. <laughs> that gets really awkward in the professor stage when there's a professor of the course and there's a professor section. That's the funny part is when you go to class, women have to be dressed as a school girl and guys have to be dressed as a pizza man. <laughs> Duh. It would be so good. I'm curious to see how this course goes, and I'm glad that they're not bowing to public pressure. You know, these people that are uh, holier than thou, oh, how dare you teach porn? They're fucking adults. They're adults paying for their education. They can yeah. pick which electives they want to take. Well, and electives are just that. They were just, they're just electives. Like, I used to pick the silliest ones. I'm trying to think of some of the, you know, I, I did... Uh, entrepreneurship as one like just there's, there's a lot of random choices and and some are not for everybody this would be one that falls under the it's not for everybody category but maybe you're curious enough you'll check it out and again i just try to figure out like what you take from it and maybe there is stuff that you take from it maybe there are people like that do have addiction issues that are watching it thinking i'm here to watch it and then they learn something and it changes their view completely but i don't know is that a good thing or a bad thing are we trying to make it look like a good thing or a bad thing is porn good or bad? How is it? You know what I mean? How do they break this down in the course? Because I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but are they, I guess they get into the specifics of what's bad and what's good about it. You're absolutely right. And off topic, but on topic, since you mentioned electives, the bullshit that university and college students have yeah, yeah. the option to take that has nothing to do with what they want to do. Zero. It's just the university or the college making extra money. For example, my son is training to be an astronaut. Hey, that's great. Someday he'll go into space. Two electives he's had this year. One of them was ukulele. He'd never played the ukulele before and got an A in the course. I don't even know how that's ukulele possible. Ukulele is ukulele. an entire course? Yeah. I got a fucking bill for a ukulele. I had to buy one for this class. <laughs> that was the first thing that I phoned him about. And I'm like, what bullshit are you doing down there? What did there? that run you? Uh, it was $89 US. Okay. And then one of the other ones, he's taking this semester actually, his exam is this week, is on the history of pirates. I'm like, why do you care about pirates? You, you want to be a pilot, not a pirate. What are you doing? Did you screw it up? The land and sea. He's like, no, it's just an easy one. I'll just go in, have some fun, have a few laughs. I'll ace the course and it brings up my average. Wow. I, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I had a couple of weird ones in college too. I, it, 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 no, it wasn't economics. It was something really weird. And I hated the teacher too. It was always one of those really peculiar ones because you either hated the teacher and it wasn't your profs that you're used to. Because if you went into a course, I was in broadcasting, for example, I had the same like four teachers for different areas of study. And every now and again, I get a different person in for just news and everything else. And so when I went into my elective, this is really like I was just in the deep end and you're mixed with other courses. Like for me, it was so strange because I was in there with people who were taking like uh, who were engineering students, for example, and they're taking the same bullshit course as me. I'm like, we don't belong in the same room. You're an engineering student. <laughs> like it's just kind of a weird mashup too. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, you know, I would have thought uh, the media certainly takes a lot of criticism. And in a lot of cases, it is very, very justified. Just this morning, I, I just had enough. And, and I had to reply to a CP24 article. Uh, it, it was such a misleading piece of nonsense. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, CP24 put out an article. And I get they were quoting... Um, a study that was done by members of the Ontario Science Table, some of those lockdown enthusiasts right. that are still hellbent on vaccination. Uh, it was just outrageous. But CP24 puts out this article this morning, mixing the unvaccinated increases risk of COVID-19 infection for fully vaccinated. New Canadian study finds. Oh, that's Dr. David Fishman. He's and one of those lockdown enthusiasts, he loves it. He wants as many restrictions as possible. Stuff like that doesn't help with the divide. And when a news outlet puts out a headline like that, which is probably fairly misleading, mm-hmm. it gets me very, very frustrated. Uh, why are we seriously back at the ming- intermingling the vax and the unvax? They're not like, ready to what? give up or admit that they were wrong. They still want to keep pushing this narrative that uh, yeah, yeah, we have yeah. to segregate the vaxed from the unvaxed. Yeah. Well, I mean, stuff like that is very, very frustrating. So... I, I I really wish they wouldn't do that. But the reason it comes up is because I would have thought that with the media dealing with the criticism they get from the public, again, that's well-deserved in some cases, you probably wouldn't experience that at the dictionary. But a man has been arrested and accused of sending repeated death threats to the folks at Merriam-Webster. The dictionary. Really? <laughs> Are you for reals? Cops say the 34-year-old, his name is Jeremy, made threats anonymously through the company's contact us page and in the company's online comment section. He says, there's no such thing as gender identity. He allegedly wrote in regard to the definition of female. The imbecile who wrote this entry should be hunted down and shot. In another, he allegedly wrote that it would be poetic justice to have someone storm your offices and shoot the place up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is someone who got completely unhinged over one comment and is sending death threats to the dictionary. Very triggered. We are so... Everything's a trigger these days. Everything's a trigger. Everything is. And people get so, so, so extreme. Uh, They know who he is. He was arrested and he's going to have to answer to this. But I mean, before you go and fire off those nasty comments and things like that, ask yourself, what could go wrong? In this case, it was very easy to figure out who this guy was. And now he's going to go to jail. It sounds like he's making terrorist threats when he's saying things like this place should be shot up. Well, now he's going to go to jail for a very long time because he couldn't control his temper. And this kind of almost goes back to our first story we were talking about Twitter because people don't think that their words mean something. And it it does. What you say matters. And it can be used and it should be used against you. Would you like to hear uh, the life skills that every adult should be able to master? Uh, (laughs) Okay, but I'm going to feel terrible about myself after you read them. I have no doubt. It's a long list, but I think generally we're pretty good. Okay. They say as an adult, there's certain things you need to be able to do. Here's the list. Accept feedback gracefully. Okay. Apologizing sincerely, not just a sorry like you used to do when you were a kid. I mean, sincerely apologizing. Managing your time wisely, saying no respectfully, empathizing, Mm -hmm. communicating through your body language, being able to fix your own clothes. I'm out. All right. Well, I did pretty well. (laughs) 
I did well for a while. Doesn't everyone have a mom for that? (laughs) (laughs) Mom, you got to hand these again. Making friends in any environment. Sure, sure. Whether you're talking to the person in the stall beside you in the bathroom or you're at a business function. You should be able to do that. I think so, yeah. Speak a second language. (sighs) Oh, (sighs) no bueno. (laughs) Stick to a budget. Uh, not so much. <laughs> Using basic Photoshop. Oh, uh, God. Does MS Paint count? Fuck. That's literally where my knowledge ends, Scott. It's like MS Paint. If I can't edit it in MS Paint, I don't Photoshop anything. But isn't that I why could... the world has so many graphic designers so we don't <laughs> all need to know how to use Photoshop? <laughs> don't you send it to your graphics person? <laughs> Duh. That's what I do. How to enjoy spending time alone. That's a oh, hard that's, one for me. Is that a hard one? I was yeah. just going to say that's an easy That's an easy one. So me time is hard to come by for me. So when I get it, maybe that's it. Is me time quite easy for you to obtain? Uh, if, from time to time. I have certain times when I know I'm going to be alone and I look forward to those times. Like, okay. I know that uh, the second Tuesday of every month, my girlfriend's got a meeting that she has to conduct. Right? And so, okay, that's good. I know I can either make plans or I can just chill. That's your night. Yeah, for sure. And I'm good with it at first, but after a while, I start trying to find things to keep myself busy because it's weird just sitting there. It's when you get in your own head. That's what happens. You start thinking and going over stuff, and then you start drinking, and then you start calling people. (laughs) I think this is just very specific (laughs) to you. But but I think that that makes a difference, though. The me time thing is... When you're in a busy life lifestyle and you got stuff on the go, sometimes it's really hard to come by. So those those days are good. But I hear what you mean. If you were to tell me, Kat, you, uh, congratulations, you get a hotel stay by yourself. It's you in a room for three days, let's say, without your family and friends. I go absolutely squirrely on day two. Mm-hmm. Day two hits, I'm done. One day of that, give me that fucking day. I'm taking a bubble bath. I'm watching my shows I like that have swear words in it because I've got kids, so I got to worry about that. I'm doing the me time thing all day. But day two hits, and I'm like, uh, uh, okay, I, I got to go. I got to get out of here. I got to get the fuck out of here. Yep. <laughs> you can't just be me and myself. So mm-hmm. to, a, to an extent, I understand what you're talking about. Public speaking? That's one of those ones oh. that comes so naturally to some people, and it's a legitimate phobia of others you know i don't like it you don't like public speaking no not really that's gonna be weird for some people to hear because they know what you do but that's the assumption that i think that we should we should go ahead and and nix that right now because i'm very comfortable in front of a microphone i mean and you and i are talking and it's fine and we're having a conversation i'm comfortable on the phone with someone on the radio i'm comfortable at an event let's say but as long as i'm doing my thing on the radio but if you gave me a microphone and said cat you have to address this crowd that's where I get extremely nervous. I get, I stumble and fumble over my words. Uh, I have to, I feel the need to like have a drink to take the edge off, which I think is a key indicator that I probably am not very good at it or I have too much anxiety around it. I'm not actually very good, a very good public speaker. I would not put myself in the category. I'm comfortable enough with around people I know. Like if it was a work party, let's mm-hmm. say, we've yep. emceed our work parties in the past before. That's a good example. Okay, th- that's not so bad for, for me. For free. <laughs> yeah, by the way. But I usually get paid a lot of money to do that. Yeah, but anyway, just, it's fine. Just, it's just fine. It's, I'm not, yeah, no, it's fine. Free, yeah. free tickets to go see uh, Moby next time. Here, here, you do it for that, right? <laughs> I don't want these. Uh, <laughs> but I think that there, when there's familiarity in the room, at a wedding, for example, okay, I'm not too nervous. But if you if it's a mi- in the middle, if I'm emceeing something, I, I do get nervous, actually. Negotiating. Oh, I'm bad. I'm not good at that. Me either. I'm not good. No. I'm very, maybe it goes back. I'm not really a com- good confrontational person in that way. Even if I know like I'm in the right, I find it hard to get up the nerve to, to, 
to say it and to attempt to negotiate it. Backing up your electronics or digital devices. Everybody should know how to do that. Yeah, I do that. I just pay for it. Yeah, you know what? I I, yeah, that's how, that's, I bought an iCloud that's, account just so that it will sync to iCloud. And I don't need I, to remember to do that. That's what I meant, by the way. Is yeah, I do that. I pay three dollars a month for the back this, the Google backup storage. No, uh-huh. uh huh. Asking for help, uh, not a strength of mine. Not a strength. I, eh? No, I'm not as good at asking for help as I probably should be because I do tend to take on a lot more than I should, and then that happens. Right. Waking up on time, picking up a date. I don't think that means like driving to pick up your date. I mean, talking to someone and, and convincing them to go out with you. Okay. So, so yeah. Asking someone. Yeah. I, I wonder how I would do with that. I think I'd be fine. Power napping. You should be able to master that. Like the yeah. art of going to close my eyes for a few minutes, wake up yeah. and feeling refreshed. My, my key go-to is always, I, I just need 20 minutes. Just give me 20 minutes. Yeah. That's easy for me. Yeah. It's almost a game at my place. I think my girlfriend knows that when I say just quick, quick power nap, that's at least an hour. <laughs> You're up at for at least yeah. an hour. Why is it we always backtrack that? It's like, didn't one of your parents always fall asleep in front of the TV? But what was the excuse? I was resting my eyes. That's yeah. the excuse, right? It's uh-huh. the same thing. Right. I'm resting my eyes. <laughs> Driving. Yes. Performing CPR. Highly recommended if you oh, don't know how. Take the course. And you know what? Take a refresher if it's been a long time and you're thinking, yeah, I took that course 10 years ago. Maybe in your maybe you need a refresher. It's always good to do that. Memorizing important information. I forget shit all the time. I, I saw a great meme about this earlier today, actually, and it was pretty simple. I wonder what the part of my brain that used to remember all those phone numbers is doing now. Yeah. And yeah, I forget useful information all the time, yeah. but I'm good at making notes in case I have to go back and refer to them. Well, what does important information really mean? Is that is that what it means? Like contacts in an emergency, you're going to want to know this info and that info? Or is it important info like that you might want to know survival skills, for example? I don't know. It's that's could be anything. Funny. The last one on the list is defending yourself. Mm-hmm. If an attacker rolls up on you, are you going to know how to handle that? I would try to handle it. I, I, I have actually seen a lot of social media stuff because there's a lot of garbage out there on social media. We all know this. But every now and again, there are helpful things. There are helpful things. And one of them is is that kind of self-defense stuff and tips and tricks. So I feel like I'd do okay. I don't know if I could, if I'd escape or not, but maybe. <laughs> last thing we're going to cover here. I think this is going to be the last thing. Uh, dinosaurs. We've all seen Jurassic Park, and it's a funny little, or a fun little what if. You know, like, oh, hey, look at that. There are actual dinosaurs in this present day, and they're alive, and they're there on that island, and they were created with DNA. As they get ready for another Jurassic Park movie, they ask people, and it's a great question. If we could, and do it very selectively, bring back prehistoric animals, would they be animals, mammals, creatures, lizards? Reptiles? I don't know what the dinosaurs oh, were. They're man, man, mm, I don't know. I don't know. See, this is stuff we should know. I don't know that we should. It was sure? millions of years we were ago. Definitely I wasn't there. Yeah, but we were taught it. And it went into one ear and out the other, clearly. Pretty much. Well, with genetic science, we can, as we know, because we saw it in Jurassic Park, <laughs> we can recreate some of these animals. And if we could, should we? I'm a little surprised at this, but... The vast majority say no. We should leave them extinct. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Well, dinosaurs specifically, I would agree with. Yeah, because I feel like that's a good, um, that could quickly go south. Look at the history of humans. We tend to fuck everything up. So I feel like if we began with a cute little dinosaur, let's say we're like, let's bring back these cute little, whatever, vegetable eating, cute little fuckers. 
it would escalate quickly uh, or someone would steal some form of code to make worse dinosaurs. And that's where you get the beasts coming in, just like the movie. And then we would destroy the earth and the dinosaurs would take over. I just have no the movie ruined belief. You. The movie ruined me. I have no, I, I don't believe that a human should have that power. I don't believe we deserve that power, I think is what I'm trying to get at. No. One in 10 would be okay with them trying to recreate animals from the prehistoric era. So to get more specific, 12% said the Triceratops. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like the Triceratops, that's cute. To do what? But like, it, is it going to pull a plow through nothing. a field? What are we going to do with we it? Just to, look at do it? Do you know how much shit we have to pick up? Like big fucking heaping piles of shit. Who's picking that up? I'm mm-hmm. not. 11% want the, oh, I'm so bad at these <laughs> pronunciations. Taurus <laughs> is it? Oh, oh, I got it. Just take the T, uh, the P off the beginning. Uh, pterodactyl. 11% would be oh. okay with pterodactyls no. coming back. See, we have Canada geese stop. for that. Like, this is what I mean. Like, do you see where this could go wrong? You bring back pterodactyls. That's great. They start fighting the geese first. You're absolutely right. Good. They, I hope they win. So, <laughs> Fuck then, those geese. But then next thing you know, they're killing this bird and that bird and that bird. We've got no more fucking birds but pterodactyls. And they're shitting bricks on our cars and breaking windows. No, no, thank you. You're predicting doom and gloom if <laughs> we bring the, back the pterodactyl. All the time I'm predicting doom and gloom. Such a pessimist. I'm such a pessimist. One in ten are probably crazy enough to bring back the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, you son of a bitch. You hate everybody, don't you? Why Even would we eight. bring back the T-Rex? Yeah. Um, I'm good with it just being known as like that drink that you make at like a fast food chain that contains Sprite, <laughs> Coke, root beer. That should be this, the T-Rex should be that a little orange pop. That's it. That's a T-Rex. And that's all we can have. Okay. The Toronto Raptors. That's all we get. Mm-hmm. That's the closest thing to dinosaurs I want is just the Toronto Raptors. That's it. Uh, okay. We'll do one more and then we're going to wrap it up. The, uh, <laughs> I think everybody is screwed up at work at least once. And maybe it was a serious screw up. Maybe it even cost the company money. Hopefully you kept your job. But if you didn't, well, you did screw up. In this case, it was nothing more than an accident. A gas station in Tennessee, an employee inadvertently programmed the pump wrong. They put the decimal in the wrong spot. Whereas the national average for the price of gasoline is $4.49 a gallon. This person put the decimal in the wrong spot and they ended up charging 44 cents, 44.9. Talk about start the car. Mm-hmm. I would drive there to get that. Uh, one customer says he filled up his tank 12 and a half gallons for a total of $5 and 64 cents. shit. <laughs> so apparently uh, he went inside and alerted the gas station to their mistake. And the employee was, and I quote, on the verge of tears because the price had been like that for five hours and nobody else had said anything. He's wondering why no one's going into the station to pay. Like, everyone's doing pay at the pump today. This is peculiar. So this guy said, I insist I want to pay the full amount. It's a shame that it took so long for somebody to notify you, but gas station owners, the gas station owners, a lot of them are independent down there, right. have a fairly slim profit margin. And when the price of oil is high, their margin gets cut even more. So he felt bad. He uh, he did end up paying what would have been the cost of a full fill up. But it's unclear how much this guy lost 
over five hours. Wow. And did he get, fi- and was it his station A and B? Did he get fired if it wasn't his, if he was not the owner? Don't know and don't know. Yeah, I don't think he got fired and I'm pretty sure it was not his station. I think he was an employee. Simple mistake. By I mean, we, we do typos every day. We do. And, and don't forget there is insurance. There is probably insurance at play here, and perhaps that falls under the insurance. Maybe not. I really couldn't begin to pretend I know uh, how insurance works for places like that, but you hope that you're covered. But it's not the first time we've heard of something like that. I mean, we've heard it happen here. I've heard it happen here. And yep. I, usually it comes up on the on a, fa- on a Facebook or even on Twitter or something like, guys, the gas station at you know Maine and 21st is filling up right now. They fucked up the sign. Go get your gas. And everybody flocks there. But my question is, for five hours, there was no indication from that person that was working there that something might be up. Like, do you wonder, like, oh, everybody's getting gas today. This is a peculiar, this is on a Tuesday at 3 p.m. That's not fucking normal. They're lined up on the street. And nobody's coming in to talk to me. Like, no. <laughs> like where does the red flag go up in your hand? They're driving out of here doing, like, 60. Getting that right off. What is happening here? Like, nothing? No. In fact, this was the first guy that had told them about their mistake, and he did feel horrible. And I don't even know how to calculate how much money they lost that day. But we all like it. If we had gone to a gas station, and what are we paying here? Today, it's $1.80.9 or something like that. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. So if the same thing happened, we would be paying around 19 cents a liter if they made that mistake. I'd be okay with it. Mm -hmm. And with what's going on with the oil companies and the amount we're paying, I don't think I would feel that bad about it. Right. I'm not stealing. I, they were the ones who got it wrong. I understand from the from the the person who did alert the the person that was working there. I understand because like morally you you do feel a little bit guilty. Some people might, sorry, not not everybody. Obviously, like you would not feel too guilty. I'd probably be weirded out by it, but would I fill up my tank at that price? Absolutely. And I would get the fuck out of there. Uh-huh. I, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. I will save the money on this. And also, yes, if it was a big company like a like an Esso or a Petro or a, even a Sunco or throw it a Husky. <laughs> husky. <laughs> like, oh, husky. But yeah, I would I would probably do it. But I would feel a touch of guilt. I would feel a touch of guilt for the person working there because I know that that is human error. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It, yeah, it was a mistake. We all, we all fuck up. We all fuck up. I'm uh there's been a few times when I went to get gas and they were sold out of regular. So they were selling premium at the cost of regular. It's great. Even that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. But yeah. when that happens, I'm like telling everybody I know, hey, yeah. you got to get to this gas station. It's a, a Dundas and Kipling and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Premium for the price of regular. And people will actually drop what they're doing and go and yeah. get gas. Yeah. If they screwed up and had the price wrong, you watch how quickly that word spreads. Yeah, that's why I'm shocked this guy had no indication. That's why you got to be careful if you're the one who ruins that party. I mean, when people find out they could have gotten gas for a fifth of what it actually costs, an eighth of what it costs, and they find out you're the one who ruined it, they're going to be fucking mad. It's very rare that you get a chance to steal stuff. And it's happened to me before, where you get a chance to steal stuff without actually meaning to steal something. And by that, I mean, maybe you've been to a register before. And let me ask you this. So... So gas aside, let's say you're at a store and it's a chain store. It's a store that's everywhere, like a Walmart or whatever. And they cash you out. But on the debit machine, let's say you owe $300 on the debit machine. It says $3. Do you say something? I have in the past. Right now, I don't know that I would. (laughs) I don't know. I like your honesty. I like your honesty. I probably and I've been there before and I've had to make that decision and I've Went with it because I w- it wasn't like a mom and pop shop it w- or anything like that. It was a it was a chain. And I know it was human error. 
and I knew that they, I was pretty certain in that scenario, this person wouldn't get in trouble. This this person behind the register. So I looked at the demonstration. I'm like, fuck. They meant to type in 50 something. Mm-hmm. 50. So it's they put five dollars in something. Like, that's not that bad. Like, fuck, I'll take that. So I did it. I felt a little bit guilty, but for the most part, again, if it was mom and pop, I would not have. See, these days, I don't even look. I just tap. Most of us, I think, do. We're I, in, I, under that habit now, aren't we? You know, it's probably a bad habit to be in, but I don't actually look very often at the screen. I'll just be like, I'll see the total on the screen at the register. Like I was at the grocery store yesterday, and I saw, okay, fifty three dollars, great. I just take for granted that they've $53 is what showed up on the machine yeah. and I just tap away. I'm not going to look for it. I want to stay as far away from that gross machine as possible. I, I do look at it and, and sometimes I'm shocked by what I see and I wish I didn't look at it. Like when I went to the vet last week, for oh, example. Oh, God. Jesus, Christmas. How much did that cost? 600 and change. Good Lord. I did blood work for him and everything too, though. Like it was my own doing because I agreed to do it all and I wanted to give him everything. But I'm just like, I like hesitated to tap my card. I'm like, Oh, there's no take backsies now, is there? You already <laughs> took the blood. It's going through the system. You took your shit to look through that too. Blood. I thought you said mud. I wanted you to clean his paws. This is bullshit. I want a refund. It's so expensive. That's why people with multiple dogs and do that. Like, geez, you have to take out a loan every year. You get all your shots and do everything else. That was the only time I was like, is this real? Is this for real? I actually double checked. I'm like, fuck, it is. Okay. And we're at time. Have yourselves a fantastic Monday. Good luck to the Raptors tonight. Game five. I'd at least like to see a game six back here in Toronto on Thursday. If they could make that work, I'd be good. Uh, But either way, good luck to the team because they've certainly overcome a lot of adversity to get where Mm -hmm. they are even. Absolutely. We are going to be back tomorrow with another episode of After Nine. I didn't even have time to tell you about the chainsaw that I was using this weekend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You were using a chainsaw. I used it less than three minutes and the chain came off and I had to Google how to put the chain back on the chainsaw. At least it didn't like hurt you. That sounds like it could have been painful if it went the wrong way. Yeah, I didn't have the right ratchet. So I was using like a wrench to try and get (laughs) to try and get the thing apart. It was a mess. Anyway, well, we'll, if I can remember or if it still matters to me, I'll talk about that tomorrow and good luck to Elon Musk. Yeah, good luck, Elon. I think that this is going to go through, guys. I think it is. I just can't wait. Like, I hope he doesn't wait. I hope he doesn't make us wait so we can hear what's going to change. I think he's going to be all over it and I think he's, he doesn't seem like the type that thinks strategically about Oh, we've got to get the message out at exactly yeah. 155 on a Wednesday because statistically people appreciate good news at 3 p.m. on a Wednesday and we want it to circulate yeah. around. He's not doing that. No. He's just going to say whatever's on his mind. He's, he's not the type to make an announcement about an announcement like our politicians. Let's put it that way. Like, guys, I'm going to tell you on Friday at 2. That it's Elon not- Musk. He's no Doug Ford. <laughs> no, he's not. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> He'll tweet it. I love it. The Tony Awards had to put out strict no-violence policy at the Tony Awards. As they said, any sudden movements, it better be jazz hands. That's... Because you can always tell a fight's going to break out of the Tonys when people start snapping. Hey, The other thing people are celebrating is they lifted the mask mandate in airplanes. Uh, which I applaud... Uh, You know, on airplanes, you know, they were uncomfortable, they were pointless, and they got stuck in Mike Tyson's fist sometimes, you know. I guess everyone has seen this video of Mike Tyson just wailing on a guy. And the sad part, you know who the guy was? Chris Rock. So sad that, again, he... I read that the CEO of Old Navy is stepping down. Now Old Navy's gonna try on a dozen new CEOs before finding one that fits and leaving the rest on the floor. It's very interesting. 
The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.